This episode of I was going to say Cabin Fever. That's my old oh. podcast. I should not be in many podcasts called Fever. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll try it again. Okay. This episode of Fever Talk was brought to you by... Blunder Thighs. Blunder Thighs. When you think your thighs are a bit of a blunder, and so you need to cover them in uh, tape. So get your roll of uh, Blunder Thighs tape today using the hashtag... Blinda Blunder. Uh, to enter the competition for a free roll of Blunder Blinder Blender Thighs thigh tape yeah yeah this is gonna be an interesting one <laughs> hey folks hi welcome to uh our new year's eve we're recording this at 8 p.m on new year's mm-hmm. eve uh podcast and we're going to wrap up 2018 uh with a little bit of a look back into how our year was and what our plans are for the year ahead just like every other motherfucker on twitter Twitter, Twitter. <laughs> so, uh, heads up from the very start, folks. I have had the nastiest chest infections for the last two weeks. And so, my breathing has been terrible. I've been coughing like a lunatic. I've had no energy. And I'm still suffering with it at the moment. But uh, I may have to cough at some point in this podcast. I may also sound like a lunatic because my word's not good right now. Uh, I think your word's good. Thank you, baby. I appreciate that. Uh, so, um... So yeah, so I, I will start with you, Darcy. Oh. How was your 2018? You know, I never know how to answer a question like that. It's just, it's such a, it's so broad. In comparison, to, I would say in comparison to the five years previous, because I find any more than like five years prior, it's hard to really remember what the fuck was going on in your life. But here's the thing, like, I don't know if, it, if a lot of people still do this. I think y- you kind of do. I tend not to look at the year at as the calendar year, I tend to still look at the year, the year as the school year. Okay. Like, September is the beginning of the year. Especially because, like, even, even the past five years, I've been in, you know, college, most of them. Okay. And even this year, even though I'm not in college, I did start... Well, I started a new job at the end of October. But and I you were in college started... for some of the year. At least some oh, of the 2018, true. the calendar no, year. No, but I mean the school year, because yeah. we're in the new school year. So right. from this school year, it has was a new kind of start for me, in a sense, because it was me starting a full-time teaching job rather than having my private students. So that's how I look at years. So to me, this is the beginning of the year... If I look at years at all, which I think is a really hard thing to do. I don't know why. What is time? What is time? But like, yeah, I feel like, I I feel like evading this question. (coughs) You really are. You really are. (laughs) So what about you? (coughs) Okay, now hold on. We're not letting you go off that easily. So you would say, okay, obviously you ended the year very differently to how you started the year. So there's a big change from like the first half of 2018 to the latter half. Mm -hmm. The first half you were a student. Mm-hmm. In the latter half, you weren't. You're taking a year off of, from your studies. Right. And um, you're you're been working much more in the latter half of the year as well. Would you say that you have like that change has been good? That has that has been positive in any way, shape, or form? Or would you say that it's just been tough? That you say has been kind of like a difficult transition. here am I the only one that finds it really hard to answer these kinds of questions here I, I don't know I think there's a real uh, would I, you say you were self-reflective reflective as a person I think I try not to be yeah so that would make sense <laughs> no 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 I think I am in some ways um but not in others I think I'm self-reflective in the sense that like I don't know um it's I don't not making me laugh it's making me really cough up <laughs> 
falseness to it. To me, there's a falseness in... Because, okay, because a year is a lot of things, right? The human right. experience is, is exponential and, yeah. and so multidimensional. And to just be like, yeah, good year, bad year, I don't feel like that does anything justice. And I think that's why I resist it. I, I don't like it. I just, I don't, I couldn't, I couldn't sum up the year in a couple of words or, or in a couple of pictures or anything. <coughs> well, in, in a lot of terms, like, summing up a year is very arbitrary. Yeah. Because it is an arbitrary piece of time. Yes. It's like we've chosen this 12 months and they're trying to pl- apply some sort of significance to right. it. Right, and that's why the school year to me often makes more sense because it's it starts at the beginning of something and it ends at the end of something and then there's a transitional period of the summer. Like, to, to look at things by school years makes sense because there's a structure to that, whereas right. by calendar years, there's no structure. Like, I mean, but you could start it at any point and make a full circle, of course. But, um... But yeah, so uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, <laughs> Fair this, enough. This well, folks, me. if you feel the same as Darcy, by all means, let us know. Chime in uh, in our comment sections on our on our website, aaronfever.com, or via our Facebook posts where we post these ourselves. Because let's face it, if you're following this podcast, most likely you're following us on Facebook or somewhere else as well. Um, on Twitter, as for for my account, more awesome than that words um yeah okay i mean i get that i get where you're coming from i guess i am a much more self-reflective person and i do tend to uh look back on periods of time and seeing them as either being difficult or good or positive okay let me okay it's i used to do that i think i did that from a from a time when i was very very young i used to do that and i found that doing that wasn't helpful for me because when you're going through a bad time I actually, I sometimes don't think it's a good thing to know how bad it is. I don't know, like, I But you don't think it's helpful to look back and see, like, shit, that was a crazy bad time. I'm out of it now, isn't that brilliant? And also as well, like, how great was it that I was able to get through that bad time? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, for whatever reason, though, that just doesn't work for me. It, it doesn't. It okay. feels better for me to just try to try to be present to the moment and what's happening. Okay. Yeah. Because calling me, like, unself-reflective, that, that, like, sounds almost like a read or something. <laughs> no. I just do things and don't think about because them. I, th- I, guess I, just, I guess I just mean by that is that, like, I think there are a certain type of people who don't like to uh, analyze um, the past all that much and, like you said, be more in the present. Mm-hmm. I think there's quite a few people I know who are like that, who are mm-hmm. just kind of like, you know, oh, like ex-girlfriends and things like that they're kind of like oh I tend not to think about that like that's I'm on you know a new path now yeah, and yeah. that's what I'm focused on is the, what's happening now to me and what I'm focused on for the future they're li- they're looking more ahead than, than backwards yeah yeah and I think I think that's probably better for me also of course hindsight offers insight but I don't think going through the previous year that you're still in at the moment and that, that the beginning of is only 364 days away I don't know how I don't know if that's enough space to have, like, a, a grand insight into the bigger picture. Um, no, I think, but I think you can kind of have an overview of your last year. I mean, like, I think I've definitely, so, for example, I, re- I remember um, in 2016, because 2016 was the year that, like, all the celebrities died. Yes, you know, and that then was Donald the, Trump was elected president. Yeah, it was yeah. the great and like Brexit was voted in. Yeah. Like it was the great culling of all our hopes and dreams. Yeah. Um as I as I used to re- refer to it. And uh 
I but I remember at the end of that year seeing that year and going like almost apologetically like I know this was a terrible year for a lot of people this was probably the worst year that a lot of people have had in some time but for me personally that was one of my best years yeah I mean I was it probably, was a good year for me too why was it why was it so good for you baby <laughs> Because uh, I married you. You didn't marry me. <laughs> soon. I married you in a month later. Was it 2017 that we got married? Yeah. Okay. I'm not very good at remembering times. But uh, we did, was that was the year we met, was it? No, because we met no, in 2015. No, we met at the end of 2015. Yeah. But 2016 was the first full year of us being together. And, this we, is very true. and we got together towards the end of 2015. Well, that's very true. And that was a big part of my year being very good yeah. as well. Um, and uh, But professionally as well, it was also probably one of my best years. Mm. I was the most productive I've ever been. I was probably the happiest I've ever was uh, that year for, for a number of reasons and um, obviously you being one of them but like uh, I wasn't uh, I was working probably like the nicest hours I've ever worked that's and true and, so a, and doing a job that you know you liked I, I liked and, and I was passionate about spending a lot of your time doing things you were passionate about yeah so yeah. like for me that was probably my best year and I remember I, I remember being able to look back on that yeah you know uh, that was the first year we had sex uh, uh, it was. Um, but uh, I remember looking back at that year and going like, you know, this was a great year and and, and, and finding a lot of comfort in that and saying, yeah. looking back and going like, you know what, actually this was like pretty fucking like a good, solid year. And 2017 was okay. Um, like it was mixed, you know, and, uh, and but 2018 was probably one of my worst years mm -hmm. in recent memory that I can okay. remember. Um, you know, a lot of difficult times and stuff like that. And, uh, like, it's kind of, you know, and, like, don't get me wrong. Like, 2016 still had my dad in hospital for two months. Yeah. So, like, there was still rough stuff going on. But, like, there was a positive ending to that. Like, he was able to come out of the hospital mm -hmm. and be okay. Uh, you know, um, so I'm not saying that it was every, nothing bad happened in that year at the same time. But overall, you can kind of look and say, like, there was a a net gain in positive stuff mm. uh, whereas in 2018 it was like a a, a net gain in negative things I yeah. think I think so I mean you know we, we talked about it the other day I'm still pulling myself out of depression yeah. um, I'm still kind of dealing with the ramifications of all that um, I'm working at a job that's you know a minimum wage job um, and uh, that was uh, the best job I could get after four months of searching. Um, and uh, So, okay, yeah, that year, I think this year anyway, so in a sense, like, happy to say goodbye to it tonight since yeah. it's been so shitty for you. And that's why I think there is a positive thing in, in looking back, and even, even, even if it was a negative year, I can go like, well, you know what? It's over. <laughs> that year's over, yeah. and hopefully over the course of the next 365 days, I can have a positive net gain, and I can look back on that year and feel a little bit better about it. Yeah, there's definitely something to like the whole clean slate, fresh start thing. Like, yeah. there definitely is. And like, I feel kind of like good about next year, kind of already, because I have kind of, I'm, I've managed to work my way into a, a a plan for the year, I guess, and things that I'm looking to do, and you goals know, goals and stuff. Goals, but just also just making like you know, um, just kind of what shaping how my life is gonna look. 
I guess, in the sense of, like, I'm not going to be trying to get comics out next year. Right. So I won't be kind of busting my hole and banging my head against the wall trying to get that done. I'm going to take a break from that a little bit. Now, you know, I, I said before that if someone kind of approaches me and asks me to do a comic, I'll totally work on it. But I wasn't going to try and build one from scratch. And already in the last day or two, uh, an artist has reached out and asked me to to work on a comic with yeah, them. Yeah, so, that's kind of amazing how that happened. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be nice. I mean, like they didn't reach out to me personally. They reached out and said, like, I'm looking for a writer to work on a thing, and I'm like, I'm a writer. And they were like, Okay, great, let's work on a thing. So like, that's the thing that's happening. Um, and then you know, but uh, did you, sorry to interrupt you, but I, I wanted to ask you this before. So with 2018. Um, yeah, it was a hard year for you, definitely. Yeah, I don't think we can deny that. No, but is it ending better than it started? Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, in a sense of, at the very least, I'm in a more financially stable position. I'm not in a financially stable position, but I'm in a more financially stable position. Okay, I mean, financially thriving, are we? No. Financially stable... Compared to how we were last year, we're pretty stable. Like we're not like we're, more we're not stable. scrambling to pay the rent. And no. to me, we're not scrambling to feed ourselves. We're not scrambling to pay the rent. To me, for us right now, like I'm I'm happy with that. You know. Oh well, I'm happier with my finances. Definitely, yeah. I'm much happier at the end of this year than I was at the start of it. Um, I think as well. Like I have plans to look after my health a little bit more. Um, because, you know, from working as a writer for three years, uh, my fitness just took a nosedive because I was sitting around on a laptop all the time and writing and not really be exercising. Part of that problem as well is where I was living because I didn't, I went from being in a, a, a an area of my own space and, and, you know, and having, uh, a financial comfortableness to be able to go to the gym or something like mm. that. Uh, to being more week to week and and sharing uh, like living situations so uh, sharing living situation when I was in that old old place out in um, uh, yeah. Rathfarnham but that Rathfarnum, wasn't 2018 uh, no but again like that was during my three years right, of being a writer right 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 sorry alright don't make it all about you <laughs> Um, but yeah it's kind of you know it's so like I, I'm going to be playing basketball now in the new year uh, yeah. people who follow me on Twitter probably noticed that I've been tweeting a lot about basketball lately uh, I've I thought about this the other day and I don't know if it's true and I, 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 I'm hesitant to kind of say it out loud as a thing because I, I don't know if it's true I do feel like getting back into basketball has been helpful to my mental health mm. um, and it's weird to say that because I I I feel like it's true, but I don't know that it is. Okay, yes, and I get that. And I think that's part of my issue with people analyzing or, or being self-reflective um, so quickly is right. that you are making a lot of guesses because yeah. you're not quite sure how everything turns out. But if something feels good and feels like it's good for you, then yeah, it, I, guess, I guess it's just been helpful to have something to kind of like... Um, to concentrate on and that I can enjoy... Uh, that I have easy access to because I got that NBA like Game Pass thing, so I got every game on my laptop or like iPad or whatever, and um, and like they're kind of a losing team. They're they're kind of a shit team. I'm supporting the Brooklyn Nets because it's the closest team to your home, your family home. And I'm so excited 
to go to a Nets game. Yeah, you, so me, like my dad, it would be possible for us to do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. But uh, they're kind of a shit team. They're kind of a mid middle of the league team. Uh, even probably a little bit lower half. Yeah. And well, that's not shit, you know. That's middle. No, but I'm I'm Irish. I'm used to supporting losing teams. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I'm cool with that. But like you know, something about supporting them and seeing them like win a couple of games against the biggest teams, that it does kind of help a little bit in your head of kind of like you know, yeah, you can win a big one every now and again, even if you're a bit shit. Uh, so that does help a little bit I don't know I mean it was funny I was thinking about this the other day because I don't watch wrestling really anymore Mm. Uh, and that was a big passion of mine yeah but I found it more and more difficult to support WWE because of all their kind of you know uh, problematic content Um, how Vince McMahon gives a lot of money to Donald Trump that's um, how they took a bunch of money from Saudi Arabia and do a bunch of shows there. Uh, so how does Daniel O'Brien sleep at night? Uh, Daniel O'Brien sleeps at night on a bed of uh, eco re- reusables and recyclable uh, materials. <laughs> um, but he, you know, he's talked a little bit about how you know it's a bit problematic sometimes. But as well. he must be like thick as thieves with Vince McMahon, though. Like. No, Vince doesn't like him. Oh, okay. or at the very least, historically, Vince hasn't hasn't favored him over everybody else put it that way yeah you know he wouldn't be a vince guy he wouldn't be the type of guy that vince would pick uh, to right. be his top guy he was like one of those guys that vince was surprised was so over right yeah. and was like oh i guess i have to like deal with it yeah he's kind of like oh well you know like we like because he signed them so it's not as if he ever hated them yeah but like he i don't think he ever like pinned him as like well this is my next big champion yeah. like he's not vince is obsessed with big muscly dudes and that's just not daniel bryan well he's a pretty muscly dude but he's not a big guy yeah. yeah um yeah he's yeah he's not the typical wrestling no dude no like you look at John Cena that's who Vince McMahon like masturbates over late at night <laughs> don't we all I'm totally kidding <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so yeah it's kind of you know it's that was a thing that it was a passion of mine that I kind of didn't really watch anymore um, and uh, it was nice to kind of find something else to kind of get that inspiration from because we I I remember feeling that same sort of uh, emotional attachment to someone like uh, Ty Dillinger, who was like a really shit, like nobody would ever make him your big guy, but then he had this moment where he was just huge for a second. And that meant a lot to me to see that happen. Mm. Because he got huge because people got behind him not the company didn't really get behind him nearly as much as the people did to the people who were watching him and so that meant a lot to me at the time i remember getting like i remember like having tears in my eyes when i saw him come out at the royal rumble and like you know it's silly but like it's sometimes when you're at a low ebb yourself it's it's those unusual places that you find a little bit of inspiration from totally and it's not silly it's great and it's it's the best side of entertainment like that it it's inspiring to you yeah but it's it's kind of you know you want to be able to not have to be so desperate for that inspiration as well like i mean ideally you don't want to have to be in that position where like i i need that inspiration rather than like getting that inspiration 
Yeah, but there's always, I think sometimes you need, a lot of times you feel like you need something. Like for me, um, this new, this new like web series that I've recently been cast in, like that's that sort of piece of like that thing that I'm excited to do. Or with um, doing the play She Kills Monsters over the Mm. summer, like just to have something to be working on creatively. Like I usually feel like when I'm feeling down, that's when I seek out, like, okay, I need to be doing something creative. I need to be, like, usually acting, because that's the thing that I do. Yeah. And it's it's that thing, just having that thing in my life. Even if it's, and this isn't the case with those two things I just mentioned, but even if it's something that I don't think is that great, I, I just like to be acting. I just like to be in that environment. Well, you've been in so many plays over the years. I mean, no doubt you probably thought some of them were a bit shit. Like. Yeah, I mean, like, I've been acting on and off since, you know, for 20 years, basically. So, yeah. of course, didn't not we, everything. Didn't we count? It was something like 400 plays you've probably been in. I couldn't count them. I don't think it's that many. We es- we guesstimated it was a couple hundred anyway. Uh, probably over 100. For sure over 100. I don't know if, it, if it's even 200. Okay. But it's been a lot. And, it, you know, it's been on and off... But I love how my memory always like overestimates everything. I, well, maybe I said four hundred at the time. Like I could. We tried that. to work it out. You were like, in how many plays a year growing up? Okay, so roughly one every six weeks. So fifty-two divided by six is a little bit over seven. Seven, yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't have... See, I would always... My brother got cast in everything. I didn't get cast in everything. So let's more say it was five a year. Okay. So five a year from the time I was nine to the time I was 15. So nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. So that's only seven times five. Five, 35. 35. Yeah, so maybe it's not even 100. You know, and maybe maybe it's a little bit more than that. It's probably more like I would say my time in arena I probably did 50 because there were times where I was doing two at once okay so so maybe it was like 50 at arena and then since then oh I could probably could count it so it's probably only like 60 so we way overestimated it well I think I think I think we had a more accurate number a while ago and I just went I just in my head I just triple everything like you know (laughs) it's like the guy code the rule of three it's just yeah yeah it's just like you know it sounds cooler if you just think of the highest number you can think of but it's a lot, and it, but it's like that's always been a space that I feel happy in and comfortable in, even if I don't think I'm doing incredible creative work or whatever. It's just a space that like yeah. makes me happy. It's just something in my life to have that's good. Well, yeah. So okay. Um, so I, but the thing I'm working on now, I think, is fucking great, and also she killed. Do you want to plug it? Because I have you even mentioned the property on here um, before. Well, no, I haven't, but I definitely want to eventually. It hasn't, so nothing's no content is out yet. But so it's called Hell Inc. So you can find us on Facebook as an incorporated, not as, as in, in the thing you write right. with. <laughs> so Hell Incorporated. Um, so you could find the, our page on Facebook, Hell Inc. And there's a Patreon set up for it as well uh, for Blackbird Productions. So it's for the production company of Ronica Merle, who's the writer, producer, creator of the show. And there's also an Indiegogo right now for it. Hellink Indiegogo. Really? I haven't seen it anywhere. I know because I haven't uh, shared it, which I really need to do. Um, All right. Well, by the time people hear this podcast, <laughs> you will have shared it. Yes. Okay. Good. Make sure I do that because this is my third whiskey. Okay. So make sure I do that. Her third whiskey while recording this in 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Happy it's, New Year's. Happy New Year's. Um, so so yeah so this is is a really fun oh it's funny I didn't tell you this I I actually well I'll tell you this after I explain what it is so it's a really fun web series written by this 
awesome woman, Rana Kamaral. And it's gonna just be the first series is gonna be six episodes, about twenty minutes. So it's it's we're shooting it like uh, like a three camera sitcom basically. So it's a sitcom, and the premise is uh, my character Sarah has landed in purgatory, and she wants to appeal the sentence. And just because of circumstantial changes in the corporation, she actually gets taken on in sort of a business role in purgatory, or she gets taken on in a business role in heaven. So she's not actually in heaven as a person, but she's like an intern in heaven or she's working in heaven. But you see people in heaven, purgatory and hell. And um, it's sort of a corporate structure. And Satan ha- Satan reimagines himself like every, every couple decades or every couple hundred years. And in this case, Satan has reimagined herself as like a 20 something like blonde millennial girl who's like all about like positivity and like good vibes. So you're looking at me like you want to kill me. No, I'm just concentrating <laughs> on what you're saying. Okay. I don't even know what I'm saying. Well, I, I, I that wasn't a very good explanation, but that's what it is. Um, <laughs> think of like the good place meets the office. Yeah, that's a good way of describing it. Yeah, that's a better way of describing it. But I asked, I asked Veronica yesterday. I was like, "Oh, have you seen the Good Place?" And she was like, "Yes." And she was like, "I wouldn't have written this if." <laughs> I had known about the good place, but it's not really that similar. It's it's different. It's no. It's, well, like I mean, like the good place also also wasn't the first thing with that premise no, either. No, so this there's is lots of things with that sort of it's premise. Just, it's playing with archetypes of ideas of heaven and hell, yeah. and, and how that can work with humans within context that we can understand. So listen, if if like the idea of a horror movie with uh, a sense being missing was already done and you couldn't do it again, we'd never have Bird Box. Exactly. And Bird Box, I actually preferred to... The Quiet Place. Or is it The Quiet, quiet Place or is it A Quiet Place? I think it's A Quiet Place. Yeah. I preferred Bird Box. They should just call it Quiet Place. Yeah, no article. Just yeah. like Bird Box. It'll be aquietplace.com. Um... I don't know why I tried to badly uh, quote fucking Aaron Sorkin. Um, all right, so, uh, so considering you, you time-wise, you're not really much of a looker-backer, I'm assuming then you're not much of a resolutioner either. You're not a New Year's resolution sort of person. No. No. Do you ever remember doing New Year's resolutions? I've never done one. Wow. Because I don't like to set myself up for failure. <laughs> but that's that's a kind of a negative idea that you won't be able to complete whatever you're doing. I've done I've done resolutions, right? Like, um, you know, I became a vegan almost eight years ago. Eight years ago? Almost nine years ago? How old am I? I became a vegan almost nine years ago. Nice. Um and I'm not a perfect vegan. Like you say, I'm a highly corruptible vegan. That's yeah. part of the reason why I'm able to do it. If you're still, yeah. if you're a vegan, ninety nine point five percent of the time, like I still think it's it's having an effect, and I still think it's, it's having a huge effect. Because that's the thing: if everybody was a vegan, ninety nine point five percent of the time, but that even would if, be a even, good thing for even, animals and the environment. Even if everyone was a vegan fifty percent of the time more than they are now, exactly, it would have a huge effect on things. Exactly. So you know, yeah, that's why, like you say, because like you're not a vegan, and I, I, whenever I say I'm a vegan, one of people's first questions is like, "Is your husband?" And I'm always like. No, he's not. Like, he's really not, but he's very open to, like, 
eating vegan food and he's like very cool about it and he's very supportive of it and wouldn't you say that since you've been with me you probably do eat less oh a lot less meat and dairy so for example uh i almost never have milk anymore it's very very rare they have milk yeah because just logistics doesn't make sense for you to buy it because you're not going to drink that much it's going to go bad yeah and then also as well as that like uh i've um, two years ago swapped over to vegan butter um, because I knew you could have it, yeah. and I noticed no difference between that and the normal spreadable butter. So I've been using that for a very long time. I usually, like, if I'm having a dinner with you, it's a vegan dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't make a side of meat for myself as well. Yeah. And there's times when we, eat, we cook separate dinners for yeah. ourselves, but whenever we're cooking joint dinners, which I like to do, I like to have a joint dinner with you, they're always vegan, so that reduces a lot of my meat intake. And you're a great vegan cook, baby. You are. Thank you. You cook some very, very nice vegan dinners. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I enjoy cooking, though. That's the thing. Yeah. And I, I, I like kind of... I mean, and part, of, part of that was because I was always such a picky eater growing up. And so by cooking, I know the food is going to be the way that I like it. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, a helpful part of it. Uh, but yeah, I also just kind of, you know, enjoy the art of it too. And I guess it's in the family. My brother is a cook. My brother is a... a your brother's a professional chef. Yeah. And then your mom is just an all-around great home cook. Yeah, she's, yeah, I mean, she's cooked for all of us, uh, you know, three boys, uh, you know, um, over the years, so... And she still looks after us when she got home. We, we try and, and we, we try and get her to sit down, but she kind of gets annoyed with us when we were like, yeah. she says, we will cook for you. She's like, no, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. Um, but yeah, so I guess, okay, so you're not in a New Year's resolution. If, you, if I had to make you make one New Year's resolution for 2019, what would it be? Um, is there a thing that you were planning on maybe trying to do anyway? Yes, there is. Okay. Um, write more, spend some time writing. Like honestly, okay. meeting, meeting this girl Ronica, who's written, uh, who's written the web series Hell Inc. Like she's inspired me in a lot of ways because, because I was like, you know, she's she's written so much in the past couple of years. Uh, she's already written like three feature films, two of which she wrote just like over the Christmas holidays. Yeah. And uh, she actually told me yesterday. So she has two little boys. I think one of them's definitely one of them has the same birthday as me one of them's exactly 28 years younger than me so he's like a little bit over one and then one of them's i think three or so and she told me i was like why did you start writing like tell me everything like what did you do and she was like she's like when i was breastfeeding my first son he was just like right there and like my other hand was just like on the computer and i was like that's amazing because so often I have this idea in my head that I have to achieve all of my career goals before having kids and I know that's a fucked up idea like I know right. that's wrong but I still have it in my head and she was and we were kind of talking about it and I was like I guess in a sense if you wanted to write it sort of creates that space of solitude because she wanted to be she had to be home with her son taking care of him and then yeah. she had the time and the space to do that uh, so just seeing her be so like be so inspired and be like working so much and everything and writing is something like writing, screenwriting or playwriting is something I've wanted to do for so long. And I have never, well, I finished a couple of small things here and there, but, but I want to do more for sure. Yeah. And you started a, a script as well. So you yeah. have a project to work on. I do. Yeah. So I guess like to finish that in 2019 is the, is the goal. That's a good way of putting it. Okay. I was going to say the goal was writing two hours a week, but maybe the goal is to finish it. Yeah. I'm I'm more about I'm less about like doing something a certain amount of hours yeah. every week. I'm more about 
completing a project or completing yeah. a thing. Because once you have a thing done, it's much more tangible than like, well, I wrote two hours every night. I'm like, okay, but have you got but the thing done? But what have you done? done? You're so right. Okay. If Ronica wrote two over the Christmas holidays, I can finish one that's already started. In a started. year. In yeah. a year. Okay. That's this a good is a one. very achievable goal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I kind of, I was, this is, uh, I've never been one, a big one for, um, uh, these sort of, uh, New Year's resolutions either. Okay. Um, I used to be, I used to want to do it, but I was used to be a more basic bitch, so, um. When did you stop being a basic bitch? Uh, I mean, probably somewhere towards my late 20s. Uh, I was a basic bitch up until then, though, very much so. <laughs> I don't think you're ever a basic bitch. Uh, I appreciate that. But no, I, I guess I just I just mean in the sense of... Because it did seem a little bit arbitrary to have to do one. And, and that wasn't always a goal that I had every year. So it never didn't always seem necessary to do a New Year's resolution. In the sense of, like, well, I know I want what I want to achieve next year. And that was always my thing. I stopped making a New Year's resolution and just going, like, well, in 2019, I want to accomplish something. Well, that's great. Like You know, uh, like, I remember uh, for 2018, my accomplishments was to finish uh, and try and pitch uh, three pitches. And I got, you did. I got two of them. I got yeah. two of them finished. I didn't really get very far in the pitching of them but uh you know i tried uh i kind of hit a black brick wall and kind of had to leave it from there but um you know they're they're still always there as well which is you know a thing but yeah that was kind of like my goal was kind of you know mostly completed like one of those pitches couldn't be completed because one of those people didn't want to do it anymore um but uh the uh, the like so they were and to the done. extent that you had control over it, you you did what you had set out. To I did as much as I could do. I think yeah. with it. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of done. It wasn't it wasn't a really like great ending to that goal, but it ended at the very least. Um, next year, it's 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 honestly, it's actually just like feel better. Mm. Um, so most of my things that I'm planning to do, so like so play basketball, play sports. That's that's a thing, and I'm doing that on the twenty second of January. So that's the start of that, um, and then uh, play D and D more. So we're uh, like we we're gonna have our next session, our second session with the game. I'm DMing with you and the girls uh, in a couple weeks, and then my other game that I play in is is ongoing. We're gonna be starting our second year. Like this, the like we've played for two years now. Wait, so you're going to be starting your third year? Uh, yes, that's more you accurate. you for two years. Yeah, this is our second year playing. Um, wow. We're finishing up our second year playing, yeah. I should say. So, yeah. So you guys have been playing about about the same time that we've been married. Do you know your anniversary of, of your first D&D game with this group? I feel like it was around February or in April or Okay, like that. so yeah. it was just a little bit after we got married. I feel like that. Does that make yeah. sense to you when we started playing? I feel like we were. I feel like we were already living together when you started playing. And for anyone who hasn't caught this before, because we probably have said it, we didn't move in together until we were already married for uh, four months, three months. Three months, I think. Yeah. I think it was about two and a half, really. But yeah. like, yeah, it was a little while before we got together. <laughs> before we got uh, together. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I even proposed to you a year after we yeah, were Yeah, we did. We did so. everything backwards. We, pro- we probably had a kid like five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> we, had a, we had a kid before we met each other. 
um, but so it's yeah so uh, that's that's a thing because that makes me happy and that makes me see my friends more yeah so that's a real positive thing and now we have the two D, D games going so you have yeah. the one that, that you're in and you have the one that you're the DM for yeah so that's, so that's great yeah and then um, I want to uh, I want to figure out like because improv is a thing that's nebulous for next year so yeah. the kill the group that I'm in, Kill the Monster, um, we have two members uh, that are having babies. Uh, one who's literally giving birth, and the other who impregnated another woman um, <laughs> who will be giving birth. And uh, the the separate women entirely. Yeah, um, but they're both beautiful redheads. They're both beautiful redheads. Yeah, but the only one of those redheads is in the group. Yes, um, one of them is married to the group. We've just confused a whole lot of people with this <laughs> very awkward explanation. Uh, but anyway, so, and then one of those members is, is doing this big thesis and exam. He's doing his master's in, like, yeah. a, in, a, in a college program. So he's kind of got a lot on his plate and a lot to do. And so, like, three out of the five of us are not really available next yeah. year. So uh, I don't know what's happening with the group. Um, maybe nothing. Um, and, you know, so that's a thing. Yeah, so that was sort of an important, like, steady creative outlet that you had. Yeah. And now you're not so sure if it's going to be there. Yeah, and I'm not too sure how panicked I am about it not being there mm. either. I'm going to see how long it takes me to miss it mm. um, before I worry about it. Um and so, yeah, so that'll be interesting to see how that affects things. Um, but I'll either, you know, find another way to do improv. It's not hard to do that in Dublin. There's lots of things available now at this point that I know of. And um, so I might end up just doing something slightly different with that. Uh, but um, I'd be interested to see now, you know, those are kind of outside of work things that will make me happy and I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to. Uh, work itself is not the terrible thing in the world it's, it's an okay job that I have but um, I do want to get something better um, something that's uh, more reliable in hours and more steady in hours and uh, probably something that pays a little bit better than what I'm on so um, I think you know whether or not I do anything about that next year is nebulous I don't know because I'm only in the job seven months um moving on might be a little bit premature uh you know um because when you're applying for other jobs it does help to be in a position for you know a little while and if i stay in this job until this time next year i will get a shit ton of money yeah because there's a big bonus at the end of next year um that i would get from being there so i would get a, a few thousand euro um, which is, you know, would be uh, helpful in a number of different ways. Yeah, and it's like, you know, you got you got this job while you were when you were looking for jobs, and it's not. I think it's not ideal, but I think it's like the best of the not ideal. Yeah. Because it's not ideal, but there are a lot of things about it that are really, really good. Like number one being. There's no commute. <laughs> yeah, I work. I live. I live across the road from my job. I yeah. walk. I walk across one road and I'm there. So yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, and then also as well, it's just like it, the work itself is very doable for me. It's like you know, I give tours and stuff like that. So it's not like if it hadn't been for this job, we both probably wouldn't be drinking what we're drinking right now. We wouldn't be drinking whiskey now. So very, very happy true. to be drinking this. Yeah, I'm very glad you're happy. 
so yeah, so I guess I, I mean I, I, we talk about this stuff uh, not to be too self indulgent, but to kind of for our listeners who are probably having similar years. Um, I think for a lot of people, 2018 was a tough year. So I'm seeing a lot of online when people are, are talking you? about uh, kind of their year wrap ups and stuff okay. like that. Uh, I know some of my personal friends who've had a really tough 2018, and and to those, uh, I I raise my glass and and yeah. as I hope uh, 2019 is a little bit better for you. Totally. If 2018 was great, let's hope 2019 is even better. And if 2018 was shit, let's hope 2019 is better. amazing. <laughs> it's, just, it's just better. Full stop. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing. And I think I think you know for everybody I think everything is 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 has the ability to turn around Absolutely. Um, and I don't think many people have two shit years in a row mm. uh, or at least I really hope not um, and uh, so uh, on that sense um, you know there is a there is something positive and kind of you know tur- buying a new calendar and and, uh, and having a very arbitrary celebration yeah. of one set of time period being done and a new set of time period yeah. being, uh, even, opening up even if 2018 was great and 2019 is going to be great in a different way like the calendar metaphor you know trading yeah. dachshunds for golden retrievers they're both bullfuls this is literally referring to our calendars <laughs> last year we had a dachshund calendar is it dachshund or dachshund okay I, I've he- I hear a lot of people here say say dachshund which is the way you say it yeah. I say dachshund um and that's the way I've heard it in a, in the states, I think. Uh, but also, it is a German word. It's Dox Hund. Dox is okay, badger. So Hund is dog. So, so it's, it's badger dog. Okay. Dox Hund. But you know, we we say Dox. Dox Hund. Dox Hund. Dox Hund. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Dachshunds, and uh, this year we we have a calendar. It's made by the exact same company. Yeah. But same time, shape, everything. This time it's golden retrievers. Oh. And they and they bullful guys. They and the thing is, dachshunds are bullful too, and golden retrievers are also bullful. Yeah, all doggos are bullful, as you've told me on several occasions. All doggos are bullful, so all years are bullful in their own way. <laughs> Even if they're old and and smell bad and. Yeah, well, they're your favorites. <laughs> yeah, they are. You like an old fat dog. Well, I do. Yeah, it's um, your favorite. If you're just your favorite kind. And it's just why she's married me folks on that note alright uh, we'll say goodbye to you uh, hopefully uh, your new year your 2019 is good uh, hopefully we were able to entertain you a little bit over during that 2019 and during the last uh, 2018 as well uh, keep with us I'll learn to stop promising when you'll have the next episode because uh, I'm always wrong um, but either way we will keep making episodes for you uh, we love you loads whoever you are even if I've never met you before I love you the bits me too really love you loads uh, really really appreciate people who listen even our friends like even when like when we went to a party sorry I know you were trying to sign off and I'm like off oh, on another tangent yeah. um, but like four with you <laughs> but like even when we went to Dave's party holla at you Dave um, and like we're talking to like Maria and Damien I'm always just so touched that even our friends are listening I'm like oh my god like thank yeah. you so shout out to them yes and shout out to everybody who listens and everybody who comments uh, and good or bad you know we had a situation this year when I really needed to be schooled and I was by a listener and I appreciate that and Maria if you're listening I just want you to know you're a dirty fecker <laughs> and you should stop being a dirty fecker you're disgraceful. All right, there you go. <laughs>
I hope that freaked somebody out at the very least. Uh, I, I really hope, because I, I feel like Maria would, would absolutely uh, love that. I, I expect a message as soon as she hears it. Uh, so now we'll know, Maria, if you're actually listening or not. Know, how inten- we'll how intensely you this are is listening. Call out. This if is you call listened out. all the way to the end. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, okay, so uh, until next time. Happy Happy Jews. Happy Jews. I mean, I hope everyone's happy. I mean, but yeah, I hope all Jews. I hope Jews, I hope Muslims. All the Jews are happy. All the Christians, all the Muslims, the the oh God, there's so many religions. Uh, Hindus, Buddhists, Presbyterians. Uh, they're Christians though. Let's let's name as many. No, we should name as many Christians as we can. Let's name as many. Oh, okay. Name, name Okay, go. Okay, so we're gonna go back and forth. Yeah, so we're yeah, starting yeah, yeah. from the beginning now. Okay. This is, this is the podcast that never ends. Go on. Okay, but if I if but but if I say Christians and then you say Presbyterians, that's I, redundant. I don't know. Okay. No, just we have to go through all those arcs of Christianity. That's what we're doing. We're naming yeah. Christians. Okay. Um, Methodists. Uh, Baptists. Mormons. Uh, Presbyterians. Episcopalians. Protestants. Those are all Protestants. Oh, shit. Damn it. Mormons, maybe you're not under the umbrella of Protestants, but like everyone else is, it's a form of Protestantism. (sighs) Ruined by dirty proddies again. (laughs) 